This is Solo Episode 119. Welcome to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. And if you are in pursuit of your own happiness, this is the podcast for you. Join me along my own journey in finding happiness as I cover topics such as health, wellness, mindset, travel, adventure, dating, relationships, and so much more as I interview some of the most passionate and successful people in the world and ask them the questions that we all want to know on how they found their happiness. And I appreciate all of you joining me for this solo episode. I will do my best to keep it kind of short, but I have a great anecdote for all of you that are listening to this, and I am certain that so many people can definitely benefit from hearing my story and the story I'm about to share. I was telling this story to my wife a month or two ago. I kind of forgot about it. It's been 20 years now, 20, yeah, 20 years since this part of my life journey being in college and I know as time passes by, as you continue to progress through life, you kind of forget about some of the hardships that you've gone through, some of the obstacles that you've overcome. And I was telling my wife this story. I was like, you know what? This is this is a story I really want to share with my audience because, as I just mentioned, I do believe there are a lot of you out there that can benefit from hearing this story or perhaps take some inspiration or motivation from it. And that's uh, that's my goal with this podcast for sure is to bring some hope and some guidance and some advice. And that's what I'm going to do here today. I'm going to talk to you about this interesting story that I faced when I was in college that kind of shaped my career to where it is today. And I'll go ahead and say right off the bat, don't let anybody ruin your dreams, tell you no, you can't do that, or your dreams are stupid. This is something that happened to me back in college, and as I said, I was just reflecting on that the other day. So for those of you who do not know, I am a graphic designer. Um, I'm, as you can say, I'm a senior designer, art director, also brand manager. I've been in the game long enough that I'm not just like a graphic designer, I do a lot with business and design and branding, and I'm really proud of where I am today. But I'll start this story back when I was a kid, always creative. Um, I was always like in my room drawing. I was constantly drawing. I loved being an artist. I loved being creative. And for those of you who know me now, probably are not surprised to hear that. I'm always creative on a daily basis looking for cool things to do. That's how I started this podcast. I do all the social media posts, all the designs, all the reels. I teach myself that all the time. But anyways, I grew up super creative and I ended up getting into like Adobe Photoshop back in the mid nineties when I think it was like Adobe four. And yeah, I'll admit it. I don't know if I'm supposed to admit this, but it was the pirated version that we downloaded from the internet back on the CD and you install it from the CD and because it was expensive and I don't even know if I had a job at that moment, but yeah, so my buddies and I would play with Photoshop. I would teach myself all this stuff. I thought it was just fun. I thought it was really cool to make 
CD covers and desktop backgrounds. I didn't really see much of a life or a career in that. I didn't really know if it was a career, honestly. My passion was sports. It still is sports, but my passion was sports for sure. And I was interested in sports medicine. Um, actually, still kind of interests me a little bit today. I, I, I am really into the health and fitness and sports life. Um, but I went to school for sports med. I went to the University of Buffalo. And after one year of sports med, I knew it just it wasn't for me. Um, my heart wasn't in it. Not only that, I hated chemistry. <laughs> I was just... I was a pretty good student. Chemistry was just my Achilles heel. Not great at chemistry. Um, I also realized that with sports med, you kind of had to start at the bottom, which meant like middle school, maybe high school games. And here I am watching the NFL. I was like, I want to be in the NFL sidelines. Well, most people start much lower than that. And I didn't have much of a desire to do that. And one of my good buddies went to school at Buffalo, same place, for graphic design. And it was one of those things where I think I had a moment that I realized, I was like, hold on a second. So the thing I've been doing for fun for these last few years, I can actually do it and get a career out of that. Um, I didn't really know much about graphic design, honestly. I just knew that, like I said, I was creative. I liked playing around uh, in the Adobe programs and, and just doing things and trying things out I was actually building like HTML websites that were like super simple but anyways yeah so I already had a passion for it and so it's my sophomore year and I was like you know what I think I'm going to switch my major to be a graphic designer I was like why not let's let's give this a shot I've already got a passion for this so I do that and there's a difference between being creative and being a designer (laughs) I learned that pretty quickly. Um, I had to get better fast. Um, I learned on the fly a lot of things. It's one thing to know a program. It's another thing how to design properly and make things that are aesthetically beautiful, uh, that you're proud of, that other people are proud of. And I just really wasn't there, but I was learning quickly. And... In me switching my major uh, after your sophomore year, you need to get accepted into the art program at Buffalo. And I might be butchering up a few few details here, but overall, I, I do remember most of this. So you need to get accepted into the art program. And I remember the guy's name was Mr. Rozak. I don't remember his first name, but I do know as Mr. Rozak, who was the head of the art department at Buffalo. Sorry, I'm calling you out, but not really, honestly. Um, and I remember I had an interview with Mr. Rozak at some point in my sophomore year. And his question to me was, what do you want to do with this art degree? Where do you see your future? And my response was, I want to work for ESPN. I want to do the graphics on television and just do something with sports and athletics because that's where my passion is. And I think it would be fun. And at this point, I already did a project with PTI, pardon the interruption. I did it. uh, It was an animation with the two guys. I voiced it over 
Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was doing, but I thought it turned out pretty well. And I actually showed him that. And not lying when I say this, basically said, terrible goal. That's a terrible idea. Why would I want to do that? I do remember him asking, why would you want to do that? So literally during this interview process, basically got shot down, was told my dream was kind of stupid. Um, you know, when you're 19, 20 years old and the head of the art department looks down upon you and your answers, um, definitely kind of deflating. Was not a great feeling whatsoever. And I believe it was a few weeks later, I needed to present my designs to a panel. So my designs and photography and everything I've done since I switched my major for in my sophomore year. Uh, let's just say that didn't go a whole lot better. Um, I don't want to get too deep into, into design details, as most of you probably don't care or don't know. But with pictures, especially the ones you take on your phone or the ones you see on the internet, most likely they're just JPEGs. You probably have heard of that at some point. Well, I found out that TIFF files were higher quality. And I was like, well, why wouldn't I not want to show up my highest quality of design so it looks crisp and clean? Well, guess what? I saved everything as a TIFF file. And the computers were so slow in loading these much larger files that I didn't even get to show them half of my designs. Half of my photos and everything I designed was just spinning the whole time, buffering. So here I am presenting to a panel and trying to get into the art school. And yeah, my designs and photos were all just buffering the whole time. It was so embarrassing. I was sweating a little bit for sure, stumbling upon what I was saying because I couldn't show them half my stuff. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, um, I've come a long way for sure. Um, some of the stuff I was showing, I wasn't completely confident in. I was still learning. Um, I just wanted to kind of show them my skill set and perhaps some concepts behind my designs, and hopefully I'd get by on that. Uh, full disclosure, did not get accepted. Definitely got rejected from getting accepted into the art school at the University of Buffalo, and that sucked. That was a shot to the ego quite a bit. Not that I had a huge one when it came to design because I was still learning, but to get rejected, it's obviously a pretty terrible feeling, and not only that, it altered the classes I needed to take in my junior senior year now because I had to go a different direction. I was not going to graduate with a degree of fine arts. I was hopefully going to graduate with a degree of just arts. Uh, so I had to realign uh, some of my classes and everything I was doing over the next two years because I didn't make it. Um, yeah, it was tough. I'm just thinking as I'm talking out loud about like talking to myself 20 years ago, the things I would tell myself, which is kind of why I'm talking to you right now, is I toughed it out for the next two years, just kept taking more classes and more design classes, honing my skills, getting better. And I ended up graduating in 2005 with a GPA of 3.3, which I'm pretty proud of. Um, and I did get that bachelor's of arts, not fine arts, but of arts. 
And shortly after I, I got a job working at the local newspaper to create ads for them. And as much as I hated that job, sometimes I look back on that. Oh my God, some, some parts of that job, like I said, it's the people you work with that make your jobs. But it was a great learning experience um, because it was like a playground where I got to work with some pretty basic and simple designs. But I got to work on my craft a little more, try new things. And after a few months, some people at the newspaper were like, hey, I want Ryan to do my ads. I started being requested specifically because I like to try new things. I like to be creative. I like to catch people's eyes. And uh, I started to build my confidence a little bit. And as I promised, I'm going to keep this long story a little shorter. Um, I knew of somebody that got uh, a job at ESPN uh, when I was a junior in college. And I said, I reached out and I said, Hey, I want to know who the head of graphics is at ESPN. Is there any way you can get, give me his contact information? I got it. And I emailed him. I would say every few weeks to month when I was a junior in college through when I was a senior in college through after I graduated and I was just knocking on that door. I just knocked and I knocked and I knocked. And I want to give a shout out to that person I was consistently emailing, Alan. Alan, you changed my life and I just want to thank you. I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but I'm going to thank you anyways because he answered my emails and he saw how much I wanted that job. No matter how dumb or stupid Mr. Rozak made me feel about wanting that. I do what my goal was, and I just would not stop and not achieving that. So for years, I was emailing Alan just constantly, what can I do? Is there anything I can do better? What can I work on? What skills can I make better? What else can I do to get into ESPN? Because I will do it. And finally, I got the call saying, you know, there might be a position open in a couple of months. I want to bring you in, have the interview. So if there's something does that does come open, we can bring you in quickly. So in September, I remember it was a September day. I drove there and back to ESPN. It was four hours there. Did the interview for a few hours, drove four, four hours right back. Months go by. I don't hear anything. December comes hey, you know, we're still looking at possibly hiring. Uh, let's go ahead and like, let's update your resume. Let's make that look sharp and cool and, and crisp. So I did that. I went in for another interview. Except the guy that was supposed to interview me got stuck in the Detroit airport because of snow. So I drove up there and drove back. And two months later, got the phone call. I'll come back for this interview and I did got the job that I had always wanted. I got a job working for ESPN doing graphics on air for sports center, NFL live baseball tonight, you name it. I did all the shows at ESPN. I actually got promoted on ESPN faster than anybody ever has at Baseball Tonight, which was the hardest show to do graphics for. I worked at ESPN from 2007 to 2009, and that job has shaped my life in just so many ways. I can't even think of all the avenues 
of how it's affected my life. And as I continue with my story here, I promise I'm almost done. You're probably wondering, why would you leave? It was your dream job. It definitely was my dream job. I loved what I was doing. I just didn't necessarily love when I was doing it of working a live television 12 to 15 hour shifts, sometimes getting home 3, 4, 5 a.m. on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. My weekends were completely shot. Uh, Holidays, I didn't see my friends or family. So just think of that. When you're watching all of these games or sports center or whatever you're watching on these holidays, there are people working to bring that to you. Uh, It was incredibly difficult for me to miss out on so many of the great things in the prime of my life that all my friends were doing and missing out all the hangouts and having fun. Um, I loved what I was doing. I think that part was just kind of difficult for me, which also led me to move to Raleigh where a lot of my friends were. So I really wanted that social life. But I don't go too far down that path. But I want to say, looking back 20 years ago, from where I was being rejected, getting into art school, being told my goal was stupid, to four years later, getting the dream job that I wanted because I would not give up on my goals no matter what anybody said. And now 20 years later, here I am having done work obviously for ESPN, for Amazon, for SaaS, Raytheon, Blackboard, HCL, and most recently I'm doing work for Element, which gets me super excited. But honestly, my goal here isn't to list off a bunch of fancy names or big companies to be like, woohoo, look at me. Um, It is just to reflect back on these last few decades of how far I've come. And I can imagine uh, a lot of my listeners are possibly in a situation that I was not necessarily related to business, perhaps, or just somewhere in life where you feel stuck, you feel rejected, you feel like perhaps you're not good enough or you don't have the skill set to give. Perhaps you don't feel strong enough or fast enough or even smart enough. But I promise you, Keep your eye on the prize. Don't let anybody tell you your goals are stupid. Your goals are yours. And if you fail, see that as a lesson learned and find a different avenue. It might be a longer road taken like mine was. But honestly, I'm so grateful that all of this happened the way that it did because I have so much more appreciation for where I am now and all the hard work and grinding I've just put in over the years to get better and better and better. You know, sometimes you see these professional athletes or famous actors or whoever, right? And they're so successful, but you don't necessarily know what they're putting in behind the scenes and the stories and the journeys that they've taken to get to where they are today. So I kind of wanted to share that story to give you a little insight on a, we'll call it a speed bump that I incurred two decades ago that I could have given up and say, listen, I got rejected. I'm no good at this. Maybe it's just a hobby. Maybe this isn't for me. But I basically just said, you know, fuck that. No one's going to tell me what my goals are and how dumb they are. I know it brings me happiness and I just needed to figure out a different way to get there. And when someone tells me no, it just makes me work harder. 
And I will leave you on that note. I appreciate you listening to this episode. I hope this brought some kind of motivation or perspective to you and your journey, or maybe you can share this with a friend or family member as well to just, I don't know, have them keep going, have them keep pushing. I know they might feel down, you might feel rejected, but just keep going. And I promise on the other side, you will look back and be thankful that you did. So rock on everybody. Don't accept no for an answer. And I really appreciate you listening to this episode. As I just said, I'm also giving you a little more insight in who I am as a person. Sometimes I always go back to episode one, which is probably quite embarrassing at this point now. But I said, hey, I will be vulnerable and I will be honest with my listeners. And 119 episodes in, that is what I've done. It's what I will continue to do. So once again, thank you for listening to this episode. And I will catch you all next time on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Until then, please follow me on Instagram at the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. It is greatly appreciated. It's where I post a lot of reels and clips and photos of things going on in my life and my guests. It's a great place to stay in touch. And I really appreciate that. Also, please subscribe. And if you have a moment, if you're on your iPhone or if you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave a review. I really, really appreciate that. The more reviews, the more stars, the better it is for me and this podcast and bringing these episodes to so many more people so it shows up in their feeds. So really appreciate you doing that. And please share with friends and family. It's always helpful. Sharing is caring. And uh, as I mentioned, always appreciated. So all right, guys, I will see you soon on the next episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast.